Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. I can't believe it is almost November. I don't know about you, but for me, and maybe it's because, it's it's that one thing, you remember growing up, it always seemed like it took forever for for the days to pass. You you always were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, but but now, you know, I'm half a century old now, it seems like uh, time just flies by, and it it just is, is hard for me to fathom that it's been a whole year since we've really done a, uh, a stewardship campaign. And we're in that season again. And, and this year, I, I really wanted to, to, to change the focus. I, I, I wanted us to really look forward. Every morning, uh, whenever I do my morning prayers and everything, I have a, a journal that, that I write in. And that journal is divided up into different areas. And, you know, there's, therefore, my, my, my family, you know, Tracy and the kids. And then there's my extended family, my brother my, and his wife, sister-in-law, her husband and their kids. And, and just my extended family. Then I pray for, for those close friends that I have. And then, you know, just moves on. And then there's an area that I pray for the church and for the mission. And I've noticed as I look through my prayer journal, uh, about February, I started to write in moving forward. I didn't really know exactly what that meant whenever I started writing in moving forward, but, but it's something that as I look, look in my journal, I notice that I have it written pretty much every single day from that time on. And I think... As I reflect on that and as I think about it, I think it's like, well, yeah, now it's time to move forward. It, it's time for us to, to, to put away what, what has happened in the past and, and, and move forward in, into something new that God has for us right now and reaching forward. The past three years have been probably the most difficult three years that, that I've had in ministry. Now, I've had moments in my ministry where I was like, what in the world is going on and why in the world am I doing this? I could tell you for a fact, the past three years has not been one of those things. I know this is where God has me and my family and, and the ministry and the work that we continue to do as a church of Jesus Christ is very important, and, 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 and I am, have life whenever I think about the work that we have done over the past three years. But it's been hard. It's been hard thinking that in the, uh, the fall, winter, or last part of 2019, we were playing around with jokes about having 2020 vision. 
And I remember even writing a nice little blurb that went into that little pam pamphlet, which we'll have for you again, just to talk about moving forward. Just talk about the dreams that I felt that we had for our church. You know, uh, and, and right now, uh, as I look back on that, I realize, well, that didn't happen. And it may be a while before something like that happens again, but there's still this idea that God is pushing us forward. God, God has a promise for each and every one of us, and God has a promise for this church that will be realized if we stay faithful, if we stay on the path that God has laid out for us and, and do what God has called us to do. It, it really got me to think about the Israelites. When we, when we take a look at the, the beginning of Scripture, especially the book of Exodus, as Moses starts to lead the people out of Israel, and we just wish, and I'm sure they wish too, that it was just such an a easy transition from Egypt into the promised land. But if you're familiar with the Old Testament, if you're familiar with the first five books of, of the Old Testament, you know that it wasn't an easy transition. Moses tried really hard to, to help the Israelites see that there was a, a better promise for them, but they just couldn't grasp it. They, they, they were caught in the past. Of course, it's easy to be caught in the past when you've lived 400 years in a, a certain area, a certain system. So the journey from Egypt to the promised land, while it could have been a quick journey, it wasn't a quick journey. Then we have Joshua. Joshua was one of Moses' top generals. He, he was somebody that, that Moses counted on and somebody that Moses counted on so much that he had a task to, to go into the promised land and, and basically check it out and, and to see what was there, see what obstacles, see what, what concerns, see what kind of trouble that may have been there waiting for the Israelites as they move into this new land. If you're familiar with the story, Moses sent out 12 spies. They were from the 12 different tribes of Israel, and, and they went into the land, and when they came back to report what was happening, 10 of those spies said, we want absolutely nothing to do with that. There, there, there are giants there, it, it, it's treacherous, and it's horrible. We, we just need to kind of go back to Egypt. We, we, we need to just stay where we are so we're safe, so we're protected. But, but Joshua, along with another, another soldier by the name of Caleb, another Spider-Man Caleb, they were looking and going, what are you guys talking about? The future is there. It, it, it is amazing. I mean, the, the, the fruit there is just incredible. The land is beautiful and gorgeous, and, and God has already promised us that this is where we're supposed to go. So we need to be faithful and move forward in faith. But the Israelites didn't. And that set up this period of wandering for, for 40 years. Wandering in the wilderness, wandering in the desert where they had all of these trials and temptations and most of the time they failed. 
Most of the time, they, they kept looking at how can we preserve ourselves and, and, and do what's best for us. That's why the golden calf came along. While Moses was up on the mountain, the, the Israelites were like, well, well, he's not here, so I guess we ought to make up a God our own. And, and Aaron just had this calf come out of the fire, and they, they worshiped this calf. And time and time again, there was disobedience to God and disobedience to what God had called the Israelites to do. But through that disobedience and through that misunderstandings, if you will, God never gave up on God's people. Then Moses had to uh, set aside his leadership and, and he passed on and he passed on the mantle to Joshua, one of the spies that said, this is where we need to go, and this is how we can be faithful to what, what God has called us to do. So our scripture for this morning basically starts where Joshua takes over. Moses is gone, and Joshua knows that it is now time for him to take the people into the promised land, to, to claim this inheritance that God has for each and every one of them. So our scripture is from Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles, or we'll have the words on the screen for you to follow along as well. God is speaking to Joshua, and he says... Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now I want to lift up something that is a problem with this passage. Sometimes we, we take a look at this passage and, and we see God telling Joshua to be strong and courageous, that, that we apply that passage to ourselves and say, well, I need to be strong and courageous. I need to use the strength that I have. I need to use the knowledge I have. I need to use the might that I have to make things happen. That's not what God is saying here. God is not saying that it is up to Joshua to, to help the Israelites move into the promised land. My friends, God is not telling each and every one of us that we have to use our strength in order to move into this next phase of who we are as Roy City First United Methodist Church. This passage was never about Joshua's strength. This passage was never about what Joshua could do, but it is about Joshua's reliance on God to help him see 
how God will help him move through things. See, see what happened when, when the spies tried to, to go into to the promised land and to check it out, some of them knew, well, we have no idea how we're going to survive if we move into this promised land. If we try to take it over, we'll be wiped out because we don't have what it takes. I think Joshua will also say, I don't have what it takes either, but God has shown me that he will be with us as we move forward. God will be with us as, as he helps us to see that, that, that this place and, and the future is for us to grab a hold if we take God with us. Not if we try to move out on our own, but if we allow God to be with us every step of the way, God will make a way for us. It's all about obeying God's law. And it's all about obeying what God has for us. Israel will not have been where they were if they did not follow God's provision. We saw what happened when they didn't follow God's provision. They, they wandered for 40 years trying to do things on their own, trying to, to, to make a way for themselves. But when they finally allowed God to guide them and lead them, they were able to move into the promised land. And this is wise because God gave a law for them and gave a way for them, and they started to follow it. God reminded Joshua to be strong and courageous to remember the law that I've given you. Not only to remember the law, but then he continues and he says that you must have God's law on your heart and mind every minute of the day. Sometimes it's hard for us to have God's law and God's word on our hearts every minute of the day because of all of the trials and all of the different things that are happening around us. But God gave the Israelites a way for them to do this. It was called the Shema. And this is a specific passage that, that we see in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, that says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Now, it was more than just this passage. But, but if, if you continue to, to read through Deuteronomy chapter 6, it tells you specifically what you're supposed to do with this passage. It was something that you were to bind on your heart. It was something you were supposed to bind on your head. It, it was something that, that you put on your doorpost, that, that every single time you left your house and every single time you came back, you remembered that the Lord is our God. The Lord is one, and we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. But it, but it doesn't end there. The, the scriptures talks about how we are to continue to share that love with others, especially with those in our household. That's why I, I love young disciples' time. There, there are some places that, that they've gotten away from that because, well, you know, it really doesn't do anything. no. It does something so important. Even if you're passing out bugles and M&Ms and raisins and sunflower seeds that doesn't have salt on them, it, it reminds us that God's promises and provisions are not only for us adults, but it's for our kids. 
And we as adults who hold to the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, we share that gospel with others, with our kids that, that we love and we care about. It reminds us that we are to continue to tell the story over and over again. Even when we think we have the story down, we continue to share that story because we need the reminder, the reminder of God's provision for us. The very last thing that we hear in our passage is that God is reminding Joshua to not be discouraged. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It is so easy to get discouraged. It is so easy to think, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm past it. I don't even want to hear anything again because I'm just tired and worn out and beaten down. Moving into a new land is not easy. Moving into a new future is not easy. Thank God we don't have to do it on our own. Thank God it is up to, to him to guide us and to lead us. Or we may get stuck, as one of my former mentors would say, as part of that, we want to go back to Egypt committee. Because while moving forward may seem difficult and may seem hard, and, and the life that we may have had before, while difficult and, and horrible, we want to go back to it because it's comfortable. We want to go back to it because it's what we know. We want to go back to it because it's safer than the unknown. But my friends, God is not calling us into the unknown. God is calling us into a life being a faithful witness to him and his gospel. This past Tuesday, we had our annual staff planning day, and we got to uh, film our Christmas video, which will be out on the first Sunday of Advent. So I invite you to share that as it gets posted on social media and share that with people and invite them to our Christmas Eve service this year. We had so much fun. I mean, you could just see it right there. Just, uh, th just having the opportunity just to, to joke around, to play around, to, 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 to not be serious for a while. But there are important things that we did in the midst of this planning session, too. It wasn't just about making a video and dressing up in our Christmas sweaters and all that type of stuff. But it was, how do we set a course to be the church that God has called us to be? How do we set a course to invite all of you to be a part of the ministry that God has for each and every one of us? You know, another mentor pastor of mine, she would, she would always say that, that God has a specific place and plan for you to be a part of the mission that God has for the church. Every single person in this sanctuary, every single person who may be watching this online who's normally in the sanctuary, 
God has a place for you to be in mission and ministry with, with, with our church. God has a specific plan, and there were some different ways that, that we took a look at, at, at what this means. And in part of it, I have to thank uh, Dallas Willard in his book, Renovation of the Heart, that, that whenever I read this specific line, I knew that this was the direction that our church needed to move forward to, move forward in as we move into 2023. Dallas Willard wrote that we are to be a spirit-led, biblically informed and intelligent, experimental and persistent church. I'm going to say that again. We are to be spirit-led, biblically informed and intelligent, experimental and persistent. That is how we are to move forward. I think that's how the Israelites were called to move forward, but, but, but they let themselves get in the way. And it was that reminder that God gave to Joshua, which is the reminder that God gives to us, that we are to be strong and courageous in moving forward with and for God. We are to be spirit-led. Joshua was spirit-led in, in, in all that he did. Joshua was spirit-led when he went to check out this promised land with the other spies. Joshua was spirit-led as he was going to take the Israelites into the promised land. Were there difficulties as they moved into the promised land? Absolutely there were difficulties. Are there going to be difficulties as we take our next steps forward as a congregation? Absolutely. But we are called to be spirit-led as we move forward into this new era of ministry. We are called to be spirit-led as we, we listen first and foremost, not to our own hearts because our own hearts mislead us, but as we listen to the word of God and listen to what, what Jesus calls us to do because God sends us the spirit of truth. And Jesus reminds us of that in John 16, verse 13. As he's talking to the disciples, he's talking to us saying, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. When I read that verse and whenever I listened and, and, and thought about what it meant to be spirit-led, I go, you know, we have been setting up building blocks for a while to do this. Places that we can stop and hear what God and be spirit-led is the Wednesday noon prayer time, the, the sweet hour prayer that, that we have every Wednesday it just gives us the opportunity just to say, I'm setting aside time to hear from God and to let the Spirit lead us. You know, if you can't make it into the sanctuary, I invite you just to take maybe five or ten minutes during your noon hour, wherever you are, and just say, God, I'm going to give this time to you so that I can be led by you. Because, my friends, the, the ministry that we do is so important and is so vital that we must stop and listen to the call of God in our lives. This, the second thing that, that Dallas Willard said that I believe that God is calling us to do is that we must be biblically informed and intelligent. We, we, we must take God's word 
seriously. And we must listen to what God's word has for us. Even in our Methodist uh, doctrine, we have that scripture contains all things necessary to salvation. It is the primary rule and authority for faith, morals, and service against which all other authorities must be measured. We must take scripture seriously as we move into this next phase and step of who we are. Because when we hold on to God's word and we, when we live into that, we can live into the promise that is in Psalm 119, verse 105, that says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Several years ago, there was a translation of this called the, the Common English Bible, and I think we, we give this translation to our, our third grade Bible kids, and we share it with our confirmation kids, and it, it says it a little bit different. It says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light on my journey, because life is a journey, and, and we must take God's word with us. So we have that as our guide and the way that we live our lives. Once we are spirit-led and we are biblically informed and intelligent, then that gives us the opportunity to be creative. Or, or I love the word experimental here. You know, if we think about the Genesis story, the, the creation story that we see there in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, I wonder if, if the word experimental is not a, a good word to put there besides creative, besides creation. You could think about all of the different animals and, and, and all of the different things that we have in this world that, that are just absolutely amazing. One of my favorite is the duckbill platypus. I mean, God had to do some pretty experimental things in order to make the duckbill platypus. That is just a fun little creature to look at. And while, while that's kind of a joke, just think about what kind of, of work do we do if we are not experimental, if we are not creative? When, when Moses was taking the Israelites into the promised land and, and they had all of these resources that they had from Egypt, what did they do? They, they built a tabernacle. And the tabernacle wasn't just something that was just thrown up really, really quick to make it happen. God made sure that those who were the most creative, those who had the most skill, created all of those things. So the tabernacle could be a place where God could dwell with God's people as they wandered through the wilderness. See, see, even then, we see that, that even though the Israelites were in the wilderness, God didn't leave them. He was with them every step of the way. But God wanted them to use the gifts and graces that they had to build a place for him to dwell. And I believe that God is calling us to, to be creative and be experimental, to, to do things, to, to allow God's presence to fully dwell inside of us and to dwell without in, in, within the community around us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 reminds us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. That is a verse that is talking about how exper being experimental is so important that we find how we can be in ministry in new 
in amazing ways that not only blesses our church, but blesses the community around us. And then just as the last verse that God gave Joshua and he gives us, we must be persistent. There have been times over the past three years that, that we've wanted to give up. That we've just said, you know what, we'll just do church the way that we've always done church and we'll just continue to do the things that we do because it's easy. Because it makes it to where we don't have to deal with any strife, any problems, any negativity. But that's not what the story of Scripture gives us. In Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8, Jesus talks about the persistent widow who, who goes to this judge and just continues to, to harp on him to give her the justice that she needs. Finally, the judge just gives up, and Jesus ends that story by saying, you know, if, if, a, if a mean, rotten old judge would finally give in to a woman calling for justice, what do you think the God who loves you and cares for you will do? First of all, I don't think you have to, we don't have to beg God to give us what, what God wants us to give, but, but God wants us to continue to ask so that we may hear the new things that God is calling us to do. So, so that we can hear the promises that God has for us as we move forward from one place to another. Now, it may sound like that I am talking about the past three years as being just wholly, absolutely dark and horrible and just whatever, and, and I don't want you to think that at all. God has moved in remarkable ways over the past three years. One of the ways that I can think of just, just right off the top of my head is just looking at vacation Bible school. When you have a chance to see the kids in here playing around and singing and praising God and going to the different stations, that is a place where we celebrate what God has done. One of the questions that I asked the staff as we were together is like, where, where have you celebrated? Where do you see great things that have happened over the past few years? Lindsay, our youth director, she mentioned, and we celebrate with her, and I celebrate because I got to do the baptisms, but we baptized three youth, three youth who were not lifetimers here in this congregation, but, but youth that have come to experience God's love and grace through the ministry that she provides. They wanted to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we went to a swimming pool and we baptized those kids and it was a great celebration. We have another great celebration right here, Pastor Francis. The life and the ministry that she has brought to our church and she's been here, what, for five months now? Five, six months? Wow, that long. And you put up with me that long, huh? Yeah. No, what she has brought to our church has been a breath of fresh air and a way for us to find new ways to move forward. During the 11 o'clock service, we have uh, Alan Rains, who's our music director. And if you haven't had a chance to hopefully listen online, we're trying to fix the sounds and stuff online. But, but the way that the choir sings, it may be small, but it is mighty. And, and what they do is so great. And his leadership 
under that and the way that he helps lead in singing is just wonderful. My friends, over the next few weeks, we are going to talk about how we move forward. And, and we move forward by living out the vows that we have made as a church. And we move forward with each and every one practicing our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Those five things help us to live through this wilderness time into the promised land, through this wilderness time into a time where God will guide us and lead us and strengthen us to be the church that God has called us to be in Roy City so that more people can experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ and also experience the true hope, the true peace, and the true love that God has for all of us. Let us pray. Oh God, as you told Joshua, you tell us to be strong and courageous, to not be afraid, to not be discouraged, for God is with us wherever we go. As we move from 2022 into 2023, Lord, I ask that you help us to remember that. That you will never abandon us. You will never just drop us off and say they're on their own. You are with us right here and right now through the presence and through the gift of your Holy Spirit. Allow that spirit to, to, to drive us, to, to lead us so that in our prayers, in our presence, in, in all we give to our church and to our community, we have you and our thoughts and minds so that we can be faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ and we can be faithful to those who live in the truth that you give us. So God, be with us as we move forward be with us as we take the next steps that we must take to be your disciples. And we pray all of this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.